Good morning and welcome to the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Overeaters Anonymous, A Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Amy G and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Today's date is Thursday, October 12th, 2023. And today we are reading from the big book and we are in the chapter A Vision for You on page 158, the third paragraph starting with That afternoon, he put on his clothes and walked from the hospital a free man, ending in, but he had found God, and in finding himself, and finding God, he had found himself. Just unpacking that one paragraph. Today's readers are, thank you to Team Thursday, Martha Z, Katie G, Nancy R, Paul P, Joni C, newcomer greeter Reva P, and the host for the second awesome unrecorded hour, Leah S. The reference numbers for yesterday, Wednesday, October 11th, 2023, 7 a.m., is 20,733. That's 20733. Sorry, 32. I beg your pardon. 10 a.m. is 20,733. 20733. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public of private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive overeating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overreader who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Paul P. to read the 12 steps. Please go ahead, Paul. This is Paul P. from Hello? Go ahead, Paul. Okay. These are the steps that we took, which suggested as a program of recovery. Step one, we we admit we are powerful over alcohol, that our lives have become unmanageable. Two came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our lives, I'm sorry, our will in our lives over to the care of God as we understand him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, Admitted to God, ourselves, and to another human being 
the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we entirely ready to have God remove all these character defects. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we have harmed and willing to make to them all. Nine, made a direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continually take personal inventory when, when we are wrong, promptly admit it. Eleven, sort sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscience contact with God as we understand him, understood him, excuse me, uh, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to alcoholics and a and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And thank you for having me do service. Thank you so much, Paul. I will now ask for Joni C to read the twelve traditions. Please go ahead, Joni. And this is Joni C from Minnesota, a compulsive overeater. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions. 
ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you so much, Joni C. Okie dokie, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and, that, uh, and the literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Uh, if you go over, you'll hear me say time or hear my timer. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only, please. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. Again, this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute your phone. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today we resume our study in the Big Book. We are in the chapter of Vision for You on page 158, the third paragraph, unpacking that one paragraph only. And I'm going to ask Martha Lee to get us started. Please go ahead, Martha. Can't wait. Good morning, Amy. And my friends in recovery, this is Martha C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater by the grace of God from outside of Philadelphia. That afternoon, he put on his clothes and walked from the hospital a free man. He entered a political campaign, making speeches, frequenting men's gatherings, places of all sorts, often staying up all night. He lost the race by only a narrow margin, but he had found God, and in finding God, he had found himself. I love that. Um, Good morning, my friends. I'm happy to be with you. So in the paragraph before, we're talking about Bill Dotson, the the, um, alcoholic number three, and it talks about how he turns his will and life over to the care of his creator. So he's taking step three. And then it says he was perfectly willing to do anything necessary. And it says he had begun spiritual experience. So in today's paragraph, we're on the afternoon of the third day. And it says he walked out of the hospital a free man. And how amazing this guy who every time he left the hospital pretty much was drinking on the way home. He left the hospital a free man. Never to drink again, I I think... um, Harlan said something about he died in 1954. Never to drink again. He was a free man. So he talks about, um, let's see, how, um, so, and that he entered a campaign and that he lost by a narrow margin. It said, but he had found God, and finding God, he had found himself. And um, personally, I, I thought it was a high bottom case. I was on the bus stop every morning with my girls. But I was really, um, had a very good altogether act and was shattering in a million pieces. Um, physically, I was 55 pounds overweight. That really, I struggled with that, but it was mostly the emotional, spiritual. I was depressed, struggling, frustrated all the time. And I couldn't do what I wanted to do. I couldn't stop doing what I didn't want to do. I was a total 
bondage. And if I had to live that way, I didn't want to be here anymore. That's how I felt. So over 34 and a half years ago, I went to treatment for food addiction. And I went willing to do anything necessary. I had left my husband and my two little girls, uh, just turned seven and almost five. And I wanted to make sure that I was not going to be the same person when I came home. So anyway, so when I get home, I have to do 90 meetings in 90 days. And back in the day, we actually had to go to the meetings. So I was at a first step meeting, um, Al-Anon first step meeting. And the guy says, now remember, I thought I was a high bottom case. The guy says, I didn't lose my wife or my job or my kids or my house or my job, or whatever. I lost myself. And so I, it, I thought, God, like, what could be worse than losing yourself? I, had, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know how I felt about anything. I was completely lost and in total bondage. And so I started thinking about that a little bit more, about being, not being, about being a high bottom case. So anyway, today um, I'm so grateful because I'm starting to at least figure out who that self is. You know, I'm starting to be more my authentic self, not to, you know, do things that just because I think what everybody else is going to think, to just be who I am and to just try to do what God wants me to do. So um, I hope I'm sharing my authentic self with you, and I'm happy to be here. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you so much, Martha Z, for getting us started. Awesome. Okay. So although we value your experience, strength, and hope, we ask that if you share it in the last couple of days, that you please step aside so that others can share their experience, strength, and hope as well so everyone can be heard. So if you shared in, let's say, um, Wednesday or Tuesday, um, we could ask that you please let others share. So who would like to share on what was said? Loretta H. Loretta. Katia M. Katie G. NWH. M. Katie G. NWH. Chris W. Dolores P. Who was that? Dolores P. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? Alec. Anyone? Alec, can I get your initial of your last name, please? Alec. Okay, well, you can give it to me later. Uh, all right, so here's the lineup. Loretta H., I think it was Katja M., KG, Ken W. H., Chris W., Dolores P., and Alec. All right, Loretta, grab the mic, girl. You're up. Right, H, it's your turn. Press star one to unmute. Did you get Sheila from Florida or not? Good morning. Um, Loretta? Yes, Loretta. Yes, ma'am. Go go ahead. Good morning. I'll get you for the next round. Sorry, guys. 
Good morning, all. Loretta H., recovered in North Carolina. And thank you all, along with my precious God, who is saving my life as um, I speak. Thank you for your all for your service. And um, so anyway, it says, and this is, I have two favorite paragraphs. One is on 158, I mean on 124, and this is my second one, or it's second or first. And in finding God, he found himself. And this is my story. I came in as an agnostic, very agnostic. Um, I've told my priest this, um, that I found God in this book. And in fact, in this book, on the first 164 pages, there's 281 references to God. So how could I not find him? You know, if you go through the first 164 pages is how I found God, because in doing the steps, I found myself. And it says on 155, deep down within us, there is that fundamental idea of God and pomp and circumstances and all the things that I went through with my disease, the anorexia, the running at 3 o'clock in the morning and getting attacked. Um, You know, and he saved me. I mean, bad things did happen, but I really, really, when I came into these rooms, he saved me. And um, today, not only do I believe totally in him, in fact, I use the third step prayer as my trust fund, turning my will and my life over to the care of him every single minute of every single day. And um, because of that, I am a free man. I can walk through that arch. And this morning somebody said something very interesting in my first, um, in my prayer meditation about um, how life is a big classroom. And I only think I can do this classroom with this book because when I tried to do it before the book, it was a mess. And today, because of the book and the steps and the traditions and all of that, I can do it with the we in the program and the relationships first with God, then with myself, and then with others. So this is why it's so important to um, believe that there's something bigger than me because I made a mess of my own life. And so when I found God, um, I did find myself. And hallelujah, amazing grace for a wretch like me. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Amy. Thank you so much, Loretta H. Okay, Katya M. followed by Katie G. Please go ahead, Katya. Hi, it's Batya with a B, B A T Y A. Oh, Batya. Okay. Hi, everybody. Thanks for all being there. Um, what struck me about this paragraph was he entered a political uh, race. And even though he lost, he, he found God. Well, entering a political anything, political campaign, um, people who do that on general, they want some sort of power, or at, at the very least, they exert some sort of power. Think of what's going on in politics in 
any country. Um, so I don't think that he was especially looking to exert power. He was looking to be useful. And all around this power, um, he found his power, and the power is in God. He himself was powerless. And being powerless, all that he could do was walk away from it and and be grateful. He lost it by a narrow margin, but he found himself. Thank you, everybody. I pass. Thank you so much, Vatya M. All right, Katie G, followed by Ken WH. Please go ahead, Katie. Hey, Amy, thanks for taking the meeting. Good morning, everyone. This is Katie G. I am a recovered compulsive eater in Boston. You know, page 68 says, we never apologize for God. And this man is walking a free man. And free means that I'm not confined. I'm not imprisoned by food. And that's what I mean when I say I'm recovered. I do not mean I'm cured. I woke up today with a bad spiritual hair day like I do every morning. I woke up full of selfishness, self-centeredness, dishonesty, and fear. But I can tell you that what has disappeared is that before I took that first bite a long time ago, my first memories were not binging. My first memories were being an empty vessel and not in the way that I try to be now. They were being an empty soul where I felt like I should be somebody else doing something else with some other people at some other time. Being in my skin felt like I had red ants all over me. I needed a stiff, you know, hot fudge sundae on the way to kindergarten. I felt so uncomfortable in my skin. And again, I'm not here to apologize for God, just like this man is not, right? Like, who knows why he entered a political campaign? But what I do know is that he took a risk, right? He did something. He participated in his society. And that's what I do today as a recovered woman. A much more important demonstration lies in my home, in my occupation, and in my affairs. It's very easy for me to get on the line and to do service. What's not easy for me is to get off the line as a free woman and attend to my children, to attend to my five-year-old and my three-year-old. So what is it about God that, that allows me to find myself? Well, I've never known who I am. And today, deep down in me, there is the fundamental idea of God. There is a light there is love. I don't care if you call it Buddha, Jesus, Allah, me, God, group of drunks, whatever it is, it does not matter to me. But there is a power greater than me that has allowed me to see that I have a primary purpose today, right? Like I am a child of God, whether you like me or not. God knows me. God loves me. God put every single hair on my head. And guess what? I am not a perfect person. You know, that's what steps four through nine show me. Like, I can't turn my will and my life over to the care of God. But I can when I see what my will in my life is without God, which is selfish, self-centered, dishonest, and afraid. But in finding God and doing these 12 steps, this treasure map 
that bring me to a relationship with power that help me to see that I am no better than you and I am no worse than you. I have found that me, KDG, I have a primary purpose to stay abstinent, and I'll, I'll wrap with this, to stay abstinent and to help God's kids, to be one among many. So it is a pleasure to be with all of you and to be one of God's girls. Thanks, Abe. Thank you so much, KDG. All right, Ken WH, you're up, followed by Chris W. Please go ahead, Ken. Thank you, Amy. Good morning. This is Ken WH, Recover Compulsive Overeater from North Carolina. Um, I think one of the, the, for me, the most important part of this paragraph is that he lost the race. Uh, I shudder to think what would have happened to poor Bill if he had won. Um, Knowing me... In that situation, I would have uh, wouldn't even have considered any further conversation or consideration of who God was or where I was in relationship to God. I would have been off and running, having won a victory myself. Um, so uh, maybe that's a blessing that Bill lost that and uh, was then free um, to pursue what he really needed to pursue. Um, that in the process of losing and gaining a certain degree of humility, he he was able to clear the way uh, to a path uh, that he had, <laughs> I had strewn with uh, all kinds of interference to God. And um, but God was there. I, I was actually never lost, and neither was God. Um, mm. But we made contact finally uh, as a result of clearing away some of that wreckage, getting humble myself, uh, being humbled, uh, along with being humiliated by my uh, behaviors. But um, God's good, and God is there. Uh, Don't have to look far to find God, so to speak. Uh, I'd like to think more in terms of being found and uh, being drawn out, grabbed by the nape of the neck, pulled out of the muck and mire, and uh, just uh, in the process, God showing me who I really am. And I'm so grateful for that. Thanks for letting me share. I'll pass. Thank you, Ken WH. Um, Chris W., you're up, followed by Dolores P. Hi, Hi, this is Hi, this is Chris W., Chris with a K from Nashville. And I just love the part of that he walked away a free man and that in finding God, he found himself. Because, you know, I was always trying to figure out who I was and what I stood for and what, you know, was I worthy enough to, I remember for years thinking, I I could never buy a house because I wasn't worthy of it. Now, I didn't think that way about anybody else who happened to have a house. But for some reason, I really believed with all my heart that I was bad, that I didn't deserve to have something to um, provide me with some stability and everything. So, but I know that I'm a different person today. And I had a situation with my son. He's coming to see me in the beginning of the year and um, and seeing a couple other members of the family. And 
And all of a sudden, I'm thinking he's going to cut my time short and because I'm not worthy enough. And that that was ridiculous thinking. I've always already been projecting in the future. And then I realized, okay, wait a minute. I don't like these feelings. Um, I need to do a 10th step and get free from it. And I realized I, I'm going to be happy if I get one day with him. I'm just going to be content to tell him what I think he should do with this schedule. That is so opposite of how I usually think. I always want to give my and to be able to be free and accept whatever God has because I don't like it, even a minute of being discontent and fearful and irritable. And this program has just taught me I don't have to live that way. The carrot is always that I don't want to go back to overeating. I've got recovery now, and I just don't want to go back to the old things and think that um, I don't have to do the things that other people have to do and that I'm different than them. I'm Maybe I'm not really a compulsive overeater, and yet everything in my behavior absolutely prove that I, on my own devices, I'm just a total mess. So with that, I just want to pass and say thank you for letting me share. Thank you so much, Chris W., Chris with a K. Uh, Dolores P., you're up, followed by Alec. Please go ahead, Dolores. Thank you. Uh, Dolores P. from Southeast Florida. I wanted to share because yesterday I celebrated 34 months of food neutrality. After many years, I'm a, I'm a long timer, many years in program, had a major relapse after, I think it was a 43 years in program. And someone took me through the steps with the big book uh, 34 months ago. And I'm experiencing what we're reading right now. Not only do I find God, I found myself. I don't think I had uh, any self-esteem. You know, they talk about low self-esteem. I think I had no self-esteem because I came from a, a very uh, sick, dysfunctional home where I was invisible. I didn't think I mattered, that sort of thing. But I do remember my first prayer. I always believed in God because my mother used to take me to church with her, and I would wander around the church looking at the statues. And I, I was just a little girl, maybe seven, eight, and I said to God, why do you make me good like you may be like you may be saints good? I remember that prayer. I'm just a little girl. So I, I've always like read the Bible and believed in God and like all the years in the rooms I had I read the Bible, I read the big book. I had but I had a head full of knowledge and a belly full of food until my experience thirty four months ago. I want to share share that. You know, my mother used to say, um, God's going to punish you. God's watching you. And I say to mom today, mom, guess what? He's still watching me. He can't take his eyes off me. He loves me so much. In fact, he boasts about me to all the saints in heaven. And someone said to me one time, he's even got your picture in his wallet. I love, I really, really, really love God. 
But the most important thing I want to share this morning is not only did I find God, but I found myself. I have been looking since a little girl for that one person that could be there for me, that could love me, and that would never leave me. And I found her, and it was me. It was myself. And that's what makes me so happy. My God isn't some um, figure anymore. It's a, it's a spiritual energy that is in all people, places, and things. And it's such a powerful, beautiful, unconditional, loving energy. And it resides within, within me. It resides within my intuitive knowing. And because of this loving, because of God and this fellowship and this love that I have for God and myself and the fellowship, and the fellowship, I, I just can rejoice in, and I listen to this intuitive knowing instead of my monkey mind. And that's the gift that I have been given, you know, because my monkey mind thinks of everything else, the past, the future. But my intuitive knowing through mindful meditation just stays in the moment because I found that God's favorite language is silence. Just to be quiet, just being being the moment strengthens that uh, energy, that spiritual energy within within me, and it speaks for me today. Uh, like one night I was sewing and it was very late and I should have stopped and went to bed, but I wanted to finish this project, and I had this thought: Why don't you have a cracker? And I said, "Thank you." I said, "I said to to my uh, monkey mind." You're not even hungry. And we both laughed. And we both laughed. So thank you. Uh, thank you. I just heard it's my time. Thank you so much, Dolores P. All right, Alec, you're up. And we'll take some more names. Add Sheila in there. Alec, please go ahead. Hi, good morning. This is Alec B. from Missouri. Can you hear me? I can. Go ahead. Oh, great. Uh, yeah, so uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, Alec in recovery um, and doing well. Thanks be to God. Uh, I was really struck by this reading this morning um, because for me, the sign that Bill is really free is that he lost and didn't pick up. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it uh, reminds me a few years ago when I was teaching high school, I went to a freshman hockey game and our team lost. And those kids had to experience what it was like to lose. And it gave me this sort of revelation. I didn't play sports in high school. And I had this realization, oh, my gosh, I've never lost. I've never lost, right? And me, based in, you know, my culture, my family culture of winning, of dominating, of succeeding, of working hard and showing that we're the best in whatever. <laughs> and, and thanks be to God that this program uh, – this, not this program, this disease made me lose, that I lost to this thing, that I couldn't beat it, that I couldn't on my own figure it out, not through my plans, not through my intelligence, not through my self-knowledge, not through my will, not through my discipline, none of it, that I, that I had to surrender. I had to recognize that I lost and that only God, only God could be my strength. Only God could bring this victory. Only God could win for me that God has the victory. Thanks be to God. And, and, and so, yeah, I mean, that bill, that bill could, could have, uh, you know, such a quick um, turnaround, uh, you know, conversion, uh, uh, 
testimony of faith in this program and then go around and lose in election, lose and not pick up. I mean, that really even shows me, puts a light on my own uh, addiction to, 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 to winning, to being in charge, to taking advantage, to, to, to using my strengths for myself. Um, and that the real virtue is in humility, is in surrender, is in surrender and control and letting God lead me, letting myself be carried uh, by God and stretching out my arms and being taken where even I don't want to go. And so I look to Bill as this example of, of the, the message of program, of surrender, of humility, of, of pausing and letting God lead. Um, and that's the only way for me through, through freedom from compulsive overeating, through freedom from uh, food restriction, from all this, just obeying, obeying this program, obeying the doctors, obeying my sponsor, obeying God, and recognizing that I'm not in charge. And it's not about my victory or my winning, um, but about letting God uh, take lead because God wants to bless me, wants to love, does love me totally. And only when I can recognize it's not about whether I win or lose, it's not about whether I weigh this or that, whether I can do this or that, but whether I can just sit down and let myself um, be loved and that I, Alec, uh, simply Alec is enough, that I'm enough and that I can just let go of all those other things, let God take leadership in my life. Okay. And that's what freedom is. So with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Alex B. All right. So just a friendly reminder to everyone, we're on page 158. We are on the third paragraph. Uh, that afternoon, he put on his clothes and walked from the hospital a free man, unpacking that one paragraph only. Who else would like to share on what was read? I think there was a Sheila H. that chimed in towards the end of the last group. So Sheila, if you're still there, I'd be happy to put you in the list. And who else yes, would like to share? Okay. Okay. Who else? Joni C. Joni. Pedro B. Chrissy Jane K. Pedro B. Chrissy. Barbara G. Chrissy Jane. Barbara G. Carolyn S. from New York. Kathy D. Carolyn S. Kathy D. I'm not sure how much more we can get in there. Um, let's see what we've got here. One, two, three, four. Yeah, let's, I'm gonna go with this. Sheila H. Joni C. Pedro B. Chrissy Jane. Barbara G. Carolyn S. Kathy D. I know I missed a couple, but I'll see if we can get all these guys in. If there's any room left, we can have you chime back in. All right, Sheila H., please go. Press star one, Sheila. Sheila, did we lose you? Hi, um, Sheila from Florida. Can you hear me? Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I am really needing a sponsor. This is my last hope. If this doesn't work, I'm pretty much toast. Um, I need someone with a very flexible schedule. I work two jobs, and Sheila? I have two other twelve. Sheila, we Hello? have a we we have that availability for you. If you can hang out to the second hour. 
Uh, I can't. Can you about your availability? Yes, yeah, I can't. I have to go to work. So. Okay. Well, give out your number real quick. If there's someone that could grab it, just give your number out real quick, okay? Okay. 734-775. Lost the rest, Sheila. All right, we'll circle back yeah. if you get reception. Wait, are you there? 734-775. What was the last four numbers? Well, Sheila, if you can get someone to give your number out at the second hour, we'd be happy to do that for you as well because we do have available sponsors and we want to help. Absolutely. All right, we're going to move ahead to Joni C. Joni C., please go ahead. This is Joni C. from Minnesota, uh, compulsive overeater. I just marvel at this paragraph, the idea that this man had three days later been, or earlier been beating up nurses and needed to be strapped down. And and here he enters a political campaign and, and almost wins. And... Uh, that just shows the miracle of this program and the power that can be found in our in a power greater than them than yourselves. And for me, I you know I was um, 110 pounds heavier, and I uh, had a every cart full. Of, at the grocery store was filled with sweets and and all this junk food and nothing healthy. I never ate anything healthy. And now I eat healthy food and I can be proud that when I go to the grocery store I'm not my cart I don't have to be embarrassed by it and I'm just uh really amazed by the power of God and what he can do. And um, with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Joni C. All right, Pedro B., followed by Chrissy Jane. Please go ahead, Pedro. Good morning. Can I be heard? Yes. All right, thank you. Thanks for your service. Thank everybody for for being here for us. Uh, Yeah, uh, so it says uh, that afternoon he put on his clothes and walked from the hospital, a free man. And that's exactly what I want. I want freedom. The, um, in the promises, the nine-step nine promises, it says we're going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. And, uh, and um, free from what? What do I want to be free from? Well, I want to be free from from the alcoholic foods that call me. I want to be free from resentment. I want to be free from um, anger and and, uh, fears. And, you know, um, I want to be free from suffering. I want to be free to be truly happy, joyous, and free. Freedom. There's nothing greater than freedom. 
you know, and, uh, you know, this, what's going on with me today is that I'm experiencing a new experience. I was able, somebody suggested to do the set-aside prayer, and I did the set-aside prayer, and I put everything aside that I think I knew about me, God, the fellowship, the steps, right, for a new, an open mind and a new experience. And that's, you know, one of the um, ingredients that I need to get this freedom. Sorry, Pedro, you know, that's not your timer. Please go ahead. All right, uh, thank you. Um, yeah, it's one of the, the big book tells me that, you know, the essentials of, of, of recovery are self-honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. So, um, you know, this, this, this is, I need, I need to have a new experience, right? This, this open-mindedness to have a new experience and I'm having a new experience. And, and, and as a result of that experience, I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing a spiritual awakening as a result of the steps. You know, and one of the things that helped me uh, in the beginning this time around, because, you know, uh, I've been coming in and out, up and down for over 10 years. And, and today I'm working on day 18. I went through the steps in and I feel a free man, you know. And, and it, it, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but uh, something is happening that I really like. And uh, my friend encouraged me to, uh, he asked me these questions. Are you willing to go to any length? And I was honest with myself, and I said, no, I'm not willing to go to any length. You know, I said, oh, if I have to eat broccoli three times, no, I'm not willing to do that. But then he he pointed out the paragraph on page 58 where it says, if you have decided you want what we have and are willing to go to any length to get it, then you're ready to take certain steps. So I had to make a decision. What is it that they have? Freedom. What is it that they have? Recovery. What is it they have? Peace and Yes. I want that. I decide that I want what they have. And because of that, I am willing to go to any length to get that, that freedom, that happiness, that joy. Thanks for letting me share. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Pedro. Okay, Chrissy Jane, please go ahead. Followed by Barbara G. Hi, this is Chrissy Jane, a compulsive reader. And um, it's Chrissy Jane Kay. Uh, Before the program, I was like the ocean, a chameleon. If I was with work people, I was like them. If I saw a commercial, I was like them. I was like a wave going up on this beach, going up on that beach, really having no center. No gravity. And then when I got the program, I had to be like a dock, like having a wood driven into the sand, some place where it was the same, some place where people could find me. And it had to be the same. So if certain people wanted to go this way, I had to say no because I was duck. And if other people wanted to do this, I had to say no. And if if the waves wanted to go to Hawaii, I had to say no because I was here at my dock. And that is finding my spiritual position at my dock. And I have to make certain decisions. 
to not be that chameleon because I have a dock. And it's this these these steps help me find that and help me learn how and to say no. And actually it's in my thinking. My thinking is where I have to find my dog and that ability to say no. It's between my ears. I lie to myself better than anybody else lies to me. If somebody lied to me like I lied to myself, I would probably slap them in the face. But I... Nobody lies to me that bad, or I wouldn't have them in my life. But that's me lying to myself about myself. And and the extreme, zero ten, I call it, that I am so terrible, or I am so great. So I have to find a five and all those things. And it helps me to have a dog. And to find my spiritual position. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Christy Jane K. All right, Barbara G. followed by Carolyn S. Please go ahead, Barbara. Thank you, Amy. My name is Barbara, and I'm a very, very grateful compulsive overeater. And uh, this paragraph is fantastic. Uh, there is so much that has inspired me. Um, first of all, I was thinking about how much this freedom for me is something that uh, has uh, developed and has come to me one day at a time in the last five years after the very first day that I put the food down completely, which was 7th of August, 2018. I thought I was free immediately then, but I was free from the food. And then now, the more I continue on to this path, the freer I feel because uh, one day at a time, little by little, the ego reduces. Really, it's a fact. And uh, I feel only at the beginning of that. But it's wonderful because uh, the amount of freedom that I feel is progressive, like the disease. We often say the disease is progressive, but also recovery is progressive. And uh, I am incredibly amazed to how free I feel today from uh, from the bondage of self in certain areas of my life. And it doesn't mean that it uh, I, I have arrived anywhere because I have to have spiritual showers every day, every morning. Yesterday morning, I wasn't in a very good spiritual condition and I had to, you know, stop, pause, make new choices, uh, uh, get refilled spiritually. And uh, that is every day. That is every day. So that's as far as freedom is concerned and uh, the freedom that is uh, specified in this beautiful paragraph. And then the last, the sentence that says, finding God, I found myself uh, I also this I think someone else uh, uh, um, mentioned uh, that part of the book where we also say that we don't apologize for being dependent on God and uh, I see how much 
the two things go together because uh, uh, before when I didn't know myself at all and when I just relied on my ego I would ask apologize for everything I remember that uh, I uh, when I did step eight and step nine uh, the list of people that I made uh, most of half of them I didn't have to make amends but I with the help of my sponsor I understood that because I was so filled with shame and guilt and remorse because that's what a lifetime of compulsive overeating had left me with but there is a solution with this program and the time is up and I have to pass and thank you very much thank you so much Barbara G Okay, Carolyn S. I think we'll have time for Kathy D. Hopefully, go ahead, Carolyn. Hi, this is Carolyn S. in New York, um, a recovered compulsive over- overeater. Um, this paragraph struck me because Bill Dodson walks out of the hospital, and it's the third day that since yeah he visited with Bill and Dr. Bob, and he is recovered. He never drinks again. He's not cured, but he is recovered. And I'm in the program about 20 years now, and I've worked the steps many different ways. But this last time, I did it in a very, very quick way. Um, And I found that I didn't need to spend hours and hours, days and days, years, you know, doing my step four. Um, I didn't need to do notebooks on everything that when I did it the way it's outlined in the big book, it, it is a, a fairly quick process, um, which thank God that's true because once we start working the steps, at least in my experience, once we give up the ease and comfort of the food, we're hurting. You know, I, I no longer have something to smooth all the rough edges. I am feeling my feelings and a lot of them aren't good. And it's like, you know, this is gross, but it's like sitting in a dirty diaper. I don't want to be there for long. So I encourage my sponsees to move as quickly as possible until they get to step nine. Well, even then. Um, But to get uh, some protection from the emotions that push us into the food, to get out of that dirty diaper and not be at risk of picking up every moment. because I can only white knuckle so long. And even in the steps, until I get to that point, I am at risk. Um, it's, it's a race uh, with my disease. Um, so I, th- this last time I worked the steps in less than two weeks. Now granted, I've done the steps many, many times. But I've since taken uh, people through who aren't in program 20 years. And they have recovered, not all of them, but some. And they're sponsoring. And, you know, we have a million chances to do the steps again. Um, so the first time especially, and, and if you're, you know, in a bad recover, uh, relapse, um, we're focused on the grosser handicaps, the things that are taking up, you know, have free rent in my, my head, right? Those are the things. It's not what happened in kindergarten unless it's affecting me today. So I'm just, you know, giving a shout out for, for moving through the steps quickly. Um, and and getting uh, to where the ease and comfort comes from God, not the food. Thank you, and I pass. 
Thank you so much, Carolyn S. And Kathy B, hopefully you'll hang on and share on the second hour, but we are out of time right now. So I'd like to thank everyone who shared. Please join us for a second awesome unrecorded hour study immediately following the share ID for today's meeting, 7 a.m. Thursday, October 12, 2023, is 20,739. That's 20739. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Katie G, would you please take us out? Happy to do it, Amy. Katie G, Recovered in Boston. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.